Welcome to the Art of Living Consciously podcast, a show designed for out-of-the-box thinkers and mindset shifters who are looking for new ways to evolve. This is an intimate container designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you on your own growth journey. I'm your host, Danny Reeve. As a certified BNE or Bio Neuro Emotion practitioner, I empower men and women to turn their conflicts into stepping stones for growth. Because when you question your own beliefs and perceptions and take responsibility for your life, everything else follows. If you ask me, Earth is a place where souls are sent to evolve, and in this podcast, we will discuss the best tools for our evolution. You might have heard the saying, family comes first. Well, in this episode, we're going to debunk this myth by looking into family loyalties, the role they play, their purpose, but also what happens when they become dysfunctional and what you can do about it. Now, whether you think that you chose your family or you think that you won the lottery or lost the lottery by being in the family that you are, what all of you will agree with is that conflict is an intrinsic part of family life. And who says conflict says incredible opportunities for you to grow and evolve. And it is not the cards that you dealt with that matter, but how you play the cards that you dealt with. Being aware of the set of cards that you're dealing with is key to be able to know how to play well. But first, I want to make something very clear. Your family are not responsible for the attitudes and behaviors that you take on in life. You are entirely responsible for that now as an adult. And that's a really important stance to come from if you really want to implement changes in your life. It does not mean, by the way, that you have to condone or keep up putting with dysfunctional behavior if it exists. But understanding the family system as a whole will allow you to have more compassion for yourself and the other people involved. And then you can ask yourself a very deliberate question. How do I want to show up? Who do I want to be in this situation? Okay, so let's take a quick look at families and what they are. I like to see them as organisms or ecosystems. And if you picture an organism, you understand that every single cell plays a really big role in maintaining that organism uh, functioning well. And in the family unit, it's the same thing. Every single member plays a role in maintaining the system in check or in balance. And for that to happen, there are a set of unwritten rules such as family loyalties. There are a set of implicit agreements that help us to show up for our families, be there for the highs and the lows, and generally be supportive and offer that container uh, so people can feel safe and close to each other. Biologically speaking, maintaining that close tight bond allows us to survive as a species. If you think back to our caveman days, it was especially dangerous for anybody to be cast away from the family. Uh, it meant death for them. And even though today our circumstances are very different, being loyal to our family helps us to face adversity. It involves honoring family traditions, obligations, and ascribing to shared identity. Healthy family loyalties are a great thing and they help every single cell uh, to keep healthy and be supported uh, so the system can thrive. However, blind loyalty can lead to family dysfunction. You can basically think of it as the family unit or system overriding one individual's needs for the benefit of the current balance in that system. It means that unconsciously that member is not given full permission to separate from the family 
uh, and complete their individuation process. This is a term uh, coined by Carl Jung, and it refers to the stages by which a person separates from the family unconscious to develop its individual self. If you take adolescence, for example, there is a reason why it's such a rebellious time in our lives, uh, because it, we are meant to. We are meant to start separating from our families and go out into the world to create our own families. I always like to see nature as a great example. And, you know, you never see birds fly off and then decide a few months later to come back to the nest, do you? Of course, unlike birds, we as humans tend to maintain contact with our family of origin and that is perfectly and completely normal. Although in some particularly dysfunctional cases, no contact or no contact period might be called for, this is not what I'm talking about here. However, when blind loyalties exist, an individual may become so blindly loyal to their family needs that they don't finish that separation process and their needs become second to their family needs. And this is largely an unconscious process, which is why it's so important to become aware of it, to be able to do something about it. This can show up as a number of issues or patterns in your life. And I will go into those in greater detail a little later. But for now, uh, I would like you to think of it as this problem that is arising in the individual's individuation process is actually a solution for the current family unit status quo or the current balance, which is in fact an imbalance. Think about it as if your issue is compensating for someone else's issue. And this will show up as an unconscious behavior pattern where you're trying to compensate for uh, someone else's needs. And by the same token, get your own needs met. I would say that blind family loyalties are a more complex form of people pleasing. And I have done a whole episode on people pleasing. So you can refer back to that one. It is episode two, I think. But these mechanisms tend to arise in childhood and stem from a need to be loved, validated, approved by parents or caregivers. And in those cases, a child can remain trapped into fulfilling an unconscious role at the expenses of their own life purpose. For example, you might have grown up in a household where, for whatever reasons, your parents were struggling a lot emotionally, didn't have much support from each other or anybody else, and you made it your mission to tend to those emotions, to listen to them, to appease them, and therefore you became, in a way, the caregiver. And by adopting that role as a child, you were also trying to feel loved, approved of, and validated. In that particular example, you adopted the role of the parent. In a way, you became that cell and the system is relying on you to continue being that cell so it can continue to function the way it always has. What that means is that you will unconsciously remain available for your caregivers and their needs. And this can show up in many different ways. For example, uh, you might find it difficult to maintain a committed relationship because committing to somebody else and creating your own family means that you won't be able to commit as much to your family of origin. That's what I mean by your problem becomes the solution to the system's problem. We all know of at least one person who uh, was single all their life and then when their mother or their father passed away, they ended up uh, committing and getting married in their 50s, let's say. That is likely a case of blind family loyalty. 
It can also show up in struggling financially or struggling to become independent financially, always relying on family support, which is a way of remaining dependent on the family and also available for their emotional needs. Constantly going back home or living at home for long periods of time as an adult can be a sign of blind family loyalty um, since unconsciously there is a reason why you are going back home. Why home and what for? Is there really no other alternative for you? I challenge you. If you are constantly reverting to that solution, maybe you can ask yourself, who at home needs my emotional support. Because I'm not saying don't ever go and see your parents or don't accept help if you need it. But I, what I'm talking about here is when it becomes an excess. Um, and you'll know if it is. It's important to understand as well that we are referring to emotional dependence and therefore physical distance is irrelevant. You might live in a different country, but you're still emotionally dependent with parents calling often, for example, and oversharing or you calling every day and relying excessively on them to help you make decisions. Some people will refer to their mothers as their best friends, and that is usually a sign of role reversal. I hate to break it to you if you're a fan of the show, but the Gilmore Girls mother-daughter relationship is the typical example of what I'm referring to here. A mother is not meant to be your best friend. She is meant to be the grown-up in the relationship and seek emotional support in her partner, her own friend or a therapist. Now she has her reasons for doing that and she obviously doesn't know any better, but as someone who's becoming aware of these unhealthy patterns, it is your responsibility to start taking on the role that you're meant to take by setting boundaries, for example, and learning to tend to your own emotions instead of putting all your energy in listening to hers. And if you resonate with either of those roles, either the mother or the daughter or the son, it is important for you to start to question your behaviors. And as I said early on, emotional dependence is a two-way thing. Both parties are trying to get their needs met through each other instead of looking within. For example, the mother might project her own childhood needs onto her child uh, by giving her daughter the time and attention she wanted from her mom, becoming overbearing maybe as a result. And the child might learn that being emotionally available for mom and listening to her problems is a way of getting her love and approval. Sure, there is an unconscious or sometimes blatantly conscious refusal on the parent's side to let the child grow up. But this is only made possible because there's a part of the adult child who prefers to stay in their comfort zone rather than to rock the boat. So unconsciously, these patterns are understandable, but once made conscious, it is your responsibility to change the status quo by choosing to meet your own needs. In a sense, it's very similar to what we talked about in the previous episode on people-pleasing, um, and it's about stopping to please your family and looking at what you need for yourself. And before we look into that, uh, let me give you a few signs of unhealthy family loyalties uh, so you might see if these apply to you or not. So uh, accepting perceptions or views that are in stark contradiction to your own without questioning. Uh, it is what the family says, so that is what is done. Consistently going along with a family decision or behavior in order to avoid conflict. What would happen if you said, you know what? I'm not going to celebrate Christmas with you this year. I want to celebrate it with my partner. Who are you afraid of upsetting? Consistently putting your family's needs first or strong people-pleasing tendencies which go hand in hand. 
Another important sign is not being able to make a decision without speaking to your family first or highly depending on their opinion. Being able to make your own decisions and trust yourself is part of being an adult. And if you are constantly reverting to your family's advice or other people's advice, then you haven't uh, cultivated that strong sense of self and that uh, pinpoints towards the fact that you are still emotionally dependent on your family. Another big one is ignoring, minimizing or pretending family issues do not exist. You are so loyal to your family that part of you will not even be aware that certain issues actually exist. And I'm speaking from experience. You might think, for example, that your family or your parents have an idyllic relationship because, yeah, they've been together forever, right? But then when you start looking closely into it, you realize that actually that's not the case. My father, for example, is quite verbally abusive towards my mom or vice versa, whatever the issue is. But just for you to know that because it's an unconscious process, our unconscious mind does a really great job at minimizing and covering up issues. It is something that I see so often in my sessions where people will come with a completely distorted story of what is happening in their life and they will depict this idyllic family setting or idyllic relationship and then when we start to delve into things there is actually a completely different story underneath. Approximately 95% of what we do is unconscious. That's why it's so important to challenge and question those beliefs because awareness is key. Once you allow yourself to see past the story that you're telling yourself, you can really get back into control and choose the way you want to act. And as I said early on, other examples could uh, be relationship commitment issues. That's a big one. Uh, it doesn't mean that because you have relationship commitment issues, you have blind family loyalties, by the way, but it could be one of the benefits of not committing to a relationship could be being able to commit to your family, whether it be your mother or your father or whatever applies to you. Uh, and also uh, what I said about living at home, etc. Those are all ways in which this can show up. So you might be thinking, this is all very well, but where do I go from here? How do I overcome these loyalties and foster healthier balance? Well, ironically, in those cases, being disloyal to the system is the best way to honor it because by choosing you first, you give others the permission to do the same. Remember, your conflict, which we've seen can appear in forms of people-pleasing, of not committing to relationships, of struggling to become financially independent or whatever it might be, is a solution to a deeper imbalance in the system. And this imbalance is often deeply rooted in the family system and has been going on for generations. And because everybody continued sticking to the status quo, the imbalance gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you keep being loyal to that system, you are going to be part of the problem, not the actual solution. I don't know if you've seen the Disney movie Coco. If you haven't, I highly recommend you watch it. There is a lot in there about blind family loyalties and invisible ties. So the movie is about this family in Mexico. It's a family of shoemakers. They've been shoemakers for generations and generations. It's like an unwritten rule. <laughs> the, one of the main characters, Miguel, has a great love for music and singing. And there's also an unwritten rule in that family that music is banned. But he decides to go against that rule. 
Now, there's a lot to the movie and I'm not going to give it all away in case you haven't seen it. But ultimately, it really showcases how it, breaking those invisible ties and really putting your needs first in those cases is a way to bring balance back to the system. And is it uncomfortable? Boy, it's so uncomfortable. But is it worth it? Oh my God, it's so worth it. Because now you are in your comfort zone, which is what is familiar to you. But that isn't that really hard? Isn't that really hard to say, I really want a committed relationship, but I don't seem to be able to get one. Or, you know, I, I keep struggling financially. Or I, I just, I'm unable to say no to my mother. Does that enable you to lead the life that you want to lead? Are you not tired of leading the life that other people want for you? And again, this is your own doing, right? This is what you have chosen unconsciously. And so becoming aware of those patterns is the first step to then choosing to act differently. So if you resonate with some of the examples that I've given and some of the stories that I've told, a good question to start asking yourself is, what do I gain when I behave that way? What do I hope to achieve for myself by putting other people's needs, ideas and wants first? For example, what do I gain when I allow my mom to tell me about her relationship problems? What am I trying to achieve? Am I trying to achieve her love? Am I trying to get her approval? As I explained in the previous episode on people pleasing, asking yourself why or what you do something for is a powerful question because then it helps you to identify that need that might be approval, love, validation, safety, peace, and then turn the spotlight back on yourself and ask yourself how you can meet that need for yourself. For example, clearly stating to your parents that you are no longer willing to listen to them trash the other and enforcing that boundary is a way to give yourself the emotional support and love that you're seeking in them. And again, it's not about blaming your parents. That's not going to get you anywhere. Um, you can disagree with them and you can enforce boundaries. However, it's understanding that they're doing the best they can with the tools they have. And I do believe that the vast, vast majority of parents are really trying to do the best they can. It's always good to remember that your parents also had their own set of parents, their own hang-ups, their own needs that weren't met in their childhood. And I am pretty sure that if you were in their shoes, you would probably have acted in the same way. But you know best now and you are an adult. And now as an adult, it is your responsibility to start acting differently. What happened in your childhood is not your fault, but the way you deal with it as an adult is your total and only responsibility. It's putting the spotlight on you again. That's what I want to convey in these podcasts. It's so, so important to stop looking outside of you for answers. So another important question to ask yourself is, who would disapprove if I started behaving differently? Who would disapprove if I started establishing some boundaries and started uh, in my way separating from the system and going on my own path? Breaking away from dysfunctional family loyalties and reclaiming your true self is going to rock the boat. And it is very likely that some people would disapprove of your behavior. And sometimes it might be somebody like your mom or your dad. However, 
I want you to remember this. Rocking the foundation of a dysfunctional ecosystem allows for a new healthier one to start to emerge. And whilst you have to be very clear on the fact that you're doing this for yourself, not for the system, because that's your default mechanism to do things for the system, you are doing it for yourself. The changes that you implement in yourself are going to affect the system. Now, you are not in control of what those changes are going to be. But what you do know is that you are no longer part of the problem. And as I always say, you are the master of your own life. No one else but you is responsible for staying true to yourself and creating the one you want. So my question to you is, are you ready to start leading by example? Are you ready to stop being loyal to others and start being loyal to yourself? Because no, family does not always come first. And there you have it for today's episode. To find out more about what I do and how I can best serve you, head over to www.dannyreef.com. And meanwhile, why not hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when the latest episode drops in. I promise the journey will be worth it. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. And I wish you a flawsome day that is flawed and awesome just the way we like it. Bye.